and welcome to Folklore. I am Folklore. I have to stop using that joke. Used it three times now. Might just keep using it over and over again. Uh, This is a bit of a laugh. So, don't mind. I could do whatever I want as well. It's mine. It's my my show. So, yeah. So there. This is a loosely folklore-centered show. It's um, kind of themed, mystical, questing... Uh, fantasy show podcast art performance piece and uh, it's an excuse for me to talk shite for extended periods of time and I I'm setting out uh, to Uh, create a project for myself that will take me many years to complete and in the the last instalment this being the third um, I was covering uh, how lockdown brought me to realise how the the, the wealth and resource of stories that I could tap into to to kind of create art by writing onto these old maps that I collected. Um, but I began thinking about trying to collect folklore as someone uh, entitled Folklore Might Do and to try and try and use modern means and media as a way of collecting uh, uh, to ma- making my own collection of folklore so yeah after I, I've, I've, I've been writing some of my own stories on maps and I'm still doing that and uh but I, in the in the first lockdown, I was kind of searching. I was looking at Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is you get these kind of distilled stories that that have been kind of people have panned for the gold within the stories to to and and they're restricted by the size of a tweet you know more often you know they might do a string of tweets or whatever but it, it it's that it makes the kind of stories that end up in a tweet quite kind of poetic in a way that they've they've been kind of manicured you know, it's something that if you hear somebody tells you a story, 
I think a, a good example of this is a good example is um, uh, a friend of mine and a journalist. I'm going to be dropping. I'm going to be dropping bloody names, guys. I'm going to be dropping lots of names. You know, the who's who of both underground and overground uh, artists uh, and journalists, etc. And the the one, this particular one, I'm referring to at the moment is uh, Seamus O'Reilly. Shame as it ever was, or, sh- or shockproof beats on uh, on Twitter, Twitter powerhouse, and uh, uh, but there's a kind of world beating tweet that uh, it was in relation to um, somebody put a call out, one of these tweets that calls people out to to give to share their like stories in this case it was about work related fuck ups and Seamus posted a tweet that went absolutely buck wild now I was kind of thinking in in lockdown as I was like I was envisaging myself being in this kind of beehive hut uh, and imagining a kind of apocalypse, you know, and, and writing down, you know, thinking about the worst thing that might happen. And I was thinking that the worst thing that might happen would be that the internet fucking go off, you know? With everything that's going on, this bloody virus, uh, Trump... Am I right, guys? And uh, I was like, the last bloody thing we need is the internet to go off. And you know what? If it did go off, you know, it would be bloody typical at this point with everything that's happened. So I was like, I was thinking to myself, thinking of, uh, the, you know, that's because that's what I'm doing now. I'm writing down the internet in case it goes off. And let me tell you, I've got my work cut out for me because there, I didn't really think about it before I started into it. But I have got my work cut out for me. And it seems that every day that, you know, I sit down to do a bit and uh, write down some of the internet. When you think about it, with all the stuff that people are posting, you know, day by day, there's a lot more stuff going up there so kind of fighting a losing battle so I was thinking about you know uh, kind of being selective about um, about what I'm you know curating what what I'm spending my time scribing because if you see I'd advise you to have a look at my my Instagram uh, at Hugh Cooney's uh, uh, or my Twitter I'm I'm on there as at Hugh Cooney's as well, aka Folklore. So you can see my activities, you know, see what I'm up to, what kind of um, what I've been scribing, and uh, I've been using a kind of uh, an old Irish kind of font that I've adapted 
into my own kind of hand uh, and that's what I'm, I'm I'm writing writing down bits of the internet so kind of having to face up to not being able to write down the whole internet uh, I, I was thinking about you know kind of curating what I write and kind of collecting the folklore of our time um, to 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 write to make a hard copy you know what goes into the hard copy because if the bloody internet goes off guys then you know I'll have the hard I'll have I'll have a good bit of it written down and at least we can start from there you know society goes tits up who do they come to they come to the guy who's been writing down the internet and they go Jesus I can't remember anything I can't remember anything that we were uh, what were we what were we doing how do we do it I was like maybe we can piece back together from some of the bits that I've been been writing down so anyway this this mad tweet uh, from Seamus O'Reilly was it was in relation to work work related fuck ups and uh, his tale was as such got my days wrong and ended up alone in a room with my boss and the president of Ireland while I was on ketamine so yeah it's kind of like a bit of folklore of our time um, as expressed across Twitter uh, and so I decided to describe this this important uh, bit of information onto a page um, I'm using a kind of my own backdrop on this page that is actually a kind of schematic of some well it's uh some leaves um, I was working working in London uh, do, uh, at one point doing as a landscaper um, and I was trying to use my time creatively as I did in the pub and uh, as I did in the pub with, with writing as I discussed in the last the last episode uh, with my writing the chalkboards I, I put a lot of effort into it and then kind of find myself doing this calligraphy now which is great but the I was taking really nice I was taking photos of the leaves I was just raking leaves basically the whole time very very infuriating job um, yeah, like Landscaping is it's backbreaking stuff, but uh, when the summer dries up, well, uh, when the summer is gone, and you're not doing the hard landscaping, you know, lifting stuff around and uh, patios because it's wet, you know, in the winter, you know, do they do a bit of that stuff, but uh, not much, but. Yeah, you're, there's mostly you go into autumn and there's just it's just about leaves, it's just about raking leaves up, 
So, and it is serious L test of uh, your patience. You have to try and very much kind of remain zen when you are, um, you're just raking up leaves. And uh, the wind's blowing, it's windy. So there's more leaves coming down at the same time or your your bundle's getting blown around the place or yeah it's and then like you 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 you, you do you rake up some massive area and then uh, you come back a week later and the, then there's you know it's it's all all there again it's a thankless job very good for your midrift raking very very good for the old uh, for the stomach exercise wise but I'll be taking photos of these uh, leaves that I'll be r- raking up and kind of pushing the contrast on them and then uh, drawing over them so I, I'm using that's the backdrop that I'm using on my page and the pages kind of look like some sort of like a childlike attempt at the book of Kells and um, so it's kind of composite piece of art I'm making and but collecting stories but I decided to use Twitter also to harvest my own stories to create a collection of folklore by asking people to share their stories with me so what I did was I asked people what was I was trying to think of something that was a a big leveller for everybody that everybody would have some sort of fond or insane memory about so I asked people what was the best or worst thing that happened to them on the school bus and people came back with some really really hilarious stuff but I, I what I did was I started people off like um, I so I told them a story this this happened on the bus I, I was on the bus and there's this guy we were down the back now I wasn't on the back seat proper you know but I was on I was on the um, just beside and I was looking back at the main it's usually the main messer sitting in the middle at the back, you know, kind of holding court. It's the person that can be seen by everybody on the bus. And I don't know where we were. This is the funny thing about this. It's such a vivid memory, but it's also... I can't put my finger on whether... I've kind of melded whether it's primary school or secondary school I don't know whether we were going to a a rugby match or something like that if it was secondary school was it? or was it gone swimming and I can't remember see that's the thing anyway this story but what was happening what happened was this guy was being a bit of a mouthpiece and then it was just like this kind of instant karma thing where this someone threw a skittle skit like skittle sweets skittles as in taste the rainbow and 
I was looking at his head and it was as if this red ball sprouted from his ear. So somebody lashed a skittle back from the front of the bus and it just lodged in his ear. So basically the the whole place just erupted into laughter. Uh, He thought it was funny as well. But then he was trying to to get it out and he was like poking his finger into his ear but it was just going further and further in and he couldn't get around it. And... had it been a Malteser not a Malteser had it been Malteser probably wouldn't have gone into the ear cavity but an M&M would have but that would have that would have melted you know really easy but it's quite a rigid piece a skittle would have he could have perspired and it might have come out in time but he yeah it, it was solid and he was starting to freak out <laughs> uh, and then somebody just ingeniously took out a, like a big biro you know a blue big biro and, and took the lid off and used the, the, the bit of the lid to, to kind of ping it out of his ear kind of slide it down the side and ping it out and that was the end of that but that was a tale that uh, I kind of got to tell. Uh, but then it, it brought a flood of flood of stories from from people. Uh, one of them, this is one of them actually. Wasp went up the leg of a lad's pants. He rolled around to try and crush it and got stuck under a seat and got stuck. So what I think is really beautiful about that is that that story um, it really does it tells you everything that happened there just the vivid memories of the school bus I can picture the kind of rough dust, you know the seats when you bang the seat and throws up loads of dust Um, the sun coming in through the bus windows but the poor fucker (laughs) you have to be quite gentle like how are you going to get that wasp out it's just it's quite um, it's like hope. it's a hopeless situation um, so try to yeah you're always going to get strong even if you kill it but uh, just there's kind of added element of claustrophobia <laughs> the, the fact that he's he's been he's kind of you picture he's, he's been wedged under the seat Um. Yeah, but I love the way the, 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 that story because of Twitter has has it's it's uh, yeah 
reduced into its purest form and into a kind of almost poetic verse so i i wrote that down as one of the one of the the ba- the, the stories that i'm collecting on one of the pages um among other stuff this one was a pretty good one as well my best mate ate a burger bite off the floor of the school bus he had to have his appendix out a while after we still argue that the bus burger bite did it so they're still debating those guys are still debating to this day whether it was the that burger bite that caused the um to and uh, caused him to have uh, his appendix out and maybe it was we'll never know but I'm glad that they distilled that into a bite-sized tweet uh, so that we can appreciate it as a, as a piece of uh, poetry and folklore of our time um, yeah loads of gas things happen on the school bus I actually my granddad one of my kind of fondest memories of the school bus uh, was in primary school and my, my granddad used to live in the village in Blessington my uh, nanny and granddad lived there and but he used to come up to the school uh, my, where my brother and I would get the bus and he'd give us like uh, sweets you know uh, fun size bars you know like Snickers Curly Whirlies uh, Curly Whirly being my favourite but I remember he <laughs> one day there's this lad he'd been really like really out to get me but no, it wasn't that he'd been he'd been punching me in the stomach I was quite small and he'd been he was, he was that was his, his thing was punching me in the stomach uh, as he was going past me wasn't in my class he was in another class and it was just kind of I don't know it was par for the course and remember granddad gave us the sweets and I had put a full curly whirly in my mouth it was a mini curly whirly it wasn't a big, a big one and I was getting on the bus and then I was getting on the bus I was walking down and the, this guy punched me in the stomach I had a mouthful of, and I, I spewed the contents of my mouth out onto the ground uh, such was the ferocity of the punch and then my granddad came onto the bus and but the bus driver bus driver was his friend and my my granddad was named uh, I, I'm, I'm the same name as him so uh, the bus driver was like no Hugh no and my granddad he went down he pushed past me and went down 
and uh, grabbed your man by the not the scruff the front kind of and gave him a, an open hand slap and then and then went back with the back of the hand and then with the front of the hand um, just kind of like the stunned I just remember the stunned look on your man's face and uh, it was just like and then Grandad just got off the bus <laughs> and uh, that was that your man never touched me again it was absolutely um, it was a very it's a very fond memory um, I don't know I, I I don't know what I do with myself I don't know I don't know um, there you go but um, yeah so I'm looking to tr- to just collect to to tease these story and if you're if you're listening to this and you you go onto my Twitter and you see that thread please do add to it because I can mine your stories for my collection um, so I suppose what I'm trying to get at I'm trying to tell you I'm try- trying to tell you what this this project is about so I'm I'm collecting stories but I'm also I'm I'm, I'm thinking about a kind of long long term project and it makes sense that if I'm writing down these pages that they go into something and in Ireland we have these various books that have been found that were made by by monks um and yeah like Ireland has a really uh, unique literary literary history um, in that you know that the kind of Roman Empire kind of came into Britain and kind of smashed up the oral tradition there there's obviously a certain amount of it survived but the 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 law that came in was the Romans and their uh, but but Ireland uh, wasn't invaded you know and without going into too much detail on facts and figures etc but more to just kind of tell you the story as I understand it um, that there's about about a thousand years in total uh, before the before the kind of full d- destruction of the, Ir- the Irish tradition oral tradition of storytelling and when you think about the Irish oral tradition of storytelling you have to think about it more in the sense that poets bards and storytellers were more like litigators you know that nothing was written down so poets kind of spread the law and 
it was like for example say there was a, a land dispute uh, or, or 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 even just the exchange of some land you know you were given some somebody was given somebody something you all meet at the local I don't know whatever is the time the the, the some market or you know where they're tr- trading bartering their cattle etc uh, and then you'd have some poets you know qualified poets that would that would make a, a, a rhyme about this thing and it would be said this poem about this uh, this this statement in the law um, would be said and agreed upon um, by the poets you know um, at meetings meeting places uh I've loads of stuff to talk about on that, but I'm gonna go into it at a different time. So yeah, you think about the you have to think about the the poets as as a as a kind of, yeah like a, a, a legal system, less about kind of entertainment. So then you've you've got a certain amount of years, and then you've you've got you've got all this time without uh, like. But then you've the church come in, but not not in the sense that we have the church today. You had, uh, you know, Christian missionaries. You, you, there's a lot of these books where they are. A lot of them are transcripts of even older kind of ohm texts and things like that. But they're actually trying to uh, write down. They're they're attempting to write down this oral tradition. So, although that is a, the kind of Roman influence in that they're, they're writing the stuff down, their monasteries, you know, uh, there's obviously they're, they're kind of centers of learning, like universities, and like you know when they came in to try and reform the Irish kind of monasteries and churches and stuff in the 1400s uh, they were like what are you guys doing <laughs> like it was completely you have to think of, and, and I'm not talking about that time now I'm talking about even kind of further back you know kind of 700 type scenario but uh, y- yeah you kind of think about these places more like universities and uh, all the general learning and drinking and debauched behavior 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 um, that would go on in in such such places even so that there's like you know there's there's a recorded kind of thing where you have uh, somebody they're studying their own. They're they're writing in Latin, but they're studying their own as their classics, as we would the classics. And you can kind of see written in Ohm in 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 the in the side at the side of one of these scripts is I'm too hungover for this. So it's kind of window into into that kind of collection of 
stories and poems uh, and it's not until the Norman invasion that that uh, uninterrupted uh, oral tradition was was uh, was kind of was slowed up but I suppose in, in, in all that time you know I think that's why Ireland punches above its weight in a literary sense that it had all that time you know um, so what I'm trying to say is so there's these books that in Ireland like the book of Kells which is mainly like kind of transcripts of uh, the the gospels but you've another one the lever 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 gervala lever gervala lever um lever i think it's like lower but lever in kind of old irish there's different pronunciations and stuff you'd know that if you're a mad kind of mythology folklore guy like myself but you'll you'll learn in time um so lever 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 someone's telling me someone's saying with my dad that lever 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 lower is actually um like leather that's where it comes from like the Irish for book is lower anyway look I, the lever gravala is uh it's it's a book basically trying to reconcile Irish myth and legend with Christianity and kind of connect it to connect it to uh, in a timeline make it nice you know nice and neat so I, I just like the idea that we found this book and we have this book now and there's all these mad kind of poems and things in it where you, you're trying to de- decipher what the hell was going on at the time like by reading all of this stuff uh, and you're just reading between the lines and it's quite obscure and you don't know what's going on and it's a bit like their internet went off with the interruption of the oral tradition of storytelling so you know all of this knowledge and stuff that all these people were passing on and on and on and on you know, some of it saved and transcribed, and but with the new systems that came in and everything, that they, they they some of it was lost. You know, and we are trying to piece it together from these books. So I I'm kind of in this fantasy uh, post-apocalyptic COVID scenario. I want to create a book of our time. A book of a collection of obscure written stories, page by page, um, and create our own book that we may know what to do should our internet go off, you know? That we can flick through the pages of this ancient massive tome 
uh, that I want to create. I want to I want to create it over the next three years as an almanac, as as a kind of record of this lockdown. Kind of like if the book. I don't know what to call it. What would you go? I'm gonna just help me with this. Um, I was thinking like the book of cools, as in K E W L S. Book of Cools, because it's full of cool stories, um, or something like the Book of the Sickness, or something like that. Um, that's yeah. I want to tease. I want to get the stories from you to create this 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 book, and like you know, just we we'll have this. Almanac that's a snapshot of now and the stories of now all in a very very handy hard co- hard copy uh, should we ever need to rebuild society should the bloody internet go off oh yeah your man he's got a well it's a bit of a s- synopsis of everything that's going on but you know Maybe we could use that to remember what we were at. What were we doing? What were we doing before the internet went off? I don't know. So, I, yeah, so what I'm, I'm I'm doing this art project, basically, and that's what this podcast is about. Now, there's other stuff going on with this podcast. There's ulterior motives. It's about notions it's about all sorts of stuff all will not be revealed now but all you need to know is that I am making my own book of Kells uh, which is a folklore collection of the stories of now and you can support me and I can record your stories uh, uh, before Christmas I was taking people's people I was taking commissions from people and um getting some practice in recording some of the stuff you can see some of that content on my Instagram also on Twitter and you get an idea of what I'm at but what I'm asking you if you want to support this podcast and what I'm doing and you want to hear me talk shite over the next while um, then I would ask you commission your own page of this book so you can go on to my website hughcooney.ie and you can see all the jazz there that get an idea of what I'm at um, but also you know, follow, follow my Instagram, follow my Twitter, share this. Uh, but have you got have you got a story you need to tell me? You want to tell me? Now, um, I'm going to be engaging with people online. I'm going to be searching for certain things. I want to know stuff about. I want to know stuff about the lockdown. Want to kind of record that? Um, kind of what people went through 
uh, but then you know you can you can engage if you don't want to commission something you can engage with the sto story collecting that I'm doing already but maybe you want to commission a book a page of the book and you can do so and you can put whatever you want into this book um, so do it commission your very own page of the book of cools and then you can picture it picture it like this this bloody thing's going to be in a museum it's going to be in a museum and it's going to be in a big room on its own with a light shining down on it and when you go to to see it you want to go and see this thing there's a very grumpy guy with tiny pair of glasses and he's got crumbs all over his cardigan and you're like ah. you're speaking quietly because it's that kind of place uh, sorry uh, I'm here to see uh, the book of cools that's a working title I might not call it the book of cools if you've got uh, answers on a postcard yeah so I'm here to see uh, the book of cools oh yes of course so um, he obviously whips out those white gloves you're not allowed to touch it you're not allowed to touch this bloody thing it's so important and you 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 walk through the room <coughs> open the gate there's a big uh, yeah anyway it's lots lots of security it's very important and you walk down Through, you leaf through the pages of this ancient tome of our time. 